Welcome to the Life and Purpose podcast community. This is a podcast where we have real conversations and stories on the journey to self-discovery, evolution, learning, and personal growth. I'm your host, Fonjiko Kerry, and my purpose is to inspire others to unlock their full potential and show up as their best selves. So join me. Hi, and welcome to yet another episode of the Life and Purpose podcast. We haven't spoken this month, so happy new month. Happy October. October is one of my favorite months because, you know, your girl here was born in October. I'm a Libra. The other day I was looking at, uh, you know, those things they say about Libras and the qualities that we <laughs> we possess. And I was just like, whoa, a lot of them seemed true, but there was one. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, yes, you can tell I'm in a really, really good mood. I'm really feeling grateful seeing yet another year is such a blessing it really is and yeah i'm here to share with you a few of the things that i know for sure in this my big age year and before i get into that i just want to share with you what my affirmation for this month has been because it just reflects the gratitude that i'm feeling and the place that i'm at so here it goes what a gift to be here god is my unfailing source I harvest the joy that I plant. I receive the love I give. In everything I do, there I am. I am intentional. I open myself to the divine flow of goodness, of ideas, and of substance. I'm in harmony with my purpose. I'm releasing what's not right for me. I welcome every change that's meant for me. I embrace a new chapter of my life. That has been my affirmation for the last two weeks, just, you know, reflecting on the space that I am, the things that I'm doing, how in tandem and in flow I am at right now and in harmony with my purpose and also releasing what is not right for me. And I have been feeling very good at it. So this is going to be a very brief and short episode. I'm just going to be sharing with you a few things that I have been reflecting on. I'm very reflective, especially when it comes to my birthday month. And I believe most of us are, you know, just looking back and thinking, what is it that I have learned in my past couple of years? And what is it that I want to move forward with? And these are 36 things that I want to share with you because I'm turning 36. And yeah, so the first thing, I'm going to share is that planning, having goals, dreaming, putting in place structures is very good. In fact, I highly recommend. It's all I speak about, right? But you can have all that. But if you don't act, you will not get results. You have to actually do the things that you plan to do for you to get results. And my word for the year 2022 has actually been action because I realized that the things that I didn't achieve last year are those things that I postponed to act upon. And therefore, this year, I was just like, nope, I'm going to ensure that discipline and productivity are my thing yeah so i have to make sure that i work and i act on the things that i say that i want to achieve number two 
One of the things that I know for sure is that you shouldn't take advice from people who seem like the same advice hasn't worked for them. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to give yourself pressure over something that someone has advised you on, it better be reflective. It better be reflective of how they live their lives, yeah? You must see how that advice or that thing or action has elevated their own life before you can apply it in your own life or make it really stress you. In this era of uh, information overload and free information, the risk of misinformation is also very, very high, yeah? And not everyone who claims to be an expert on different things is actually an expert. So you've got to be at a place where you can discern what to take and what not to take and know the right people to follow for the right things, yeah? Number three. This one I have known for a number of years now, and it's one of my values, and I pray that I continue practicing it. Create time for your family. It's the little moments. It's the little moments. And family here, I mean blood family, but also not just the nuclear for me. I do have a few people in my circle that I term as family. Some are my friends, but I term them as family because of how they have proven themselves in my lives over the, a couple of years. So for instance, from when I think I was in campus, because that's the first time I moved on away from home. And that's like in 2004 when I was in college. And then I moved into uni in 2005. I would call my parents every day until today. That's what I do. I make sure that every single day, unless I don't know what's going on. Of course, I've, I've missed one or two or three times. Yeah. Depending on maybe a certain circumstance or whatever, but I will not go past the second day. In fact, we have created such a routine that when the time that I usually call passes and I haven't uh, called them, they will call and find out if I'm okay. Or my mama actually will text and say, Shiko, are you okay? We haven't heard from you. Yeah. So, and usually sometimes it's about, we talk about the weather, we talk about the shamba, we talk about, you know, just fleeting things. Yeah. But those five or so minutes conversations, priceless, my guys, priceless. So, Make it a routine in, you know, your morning routine, your evening routine. Have some time for your family. So for my own nuclear family, I have created a routine around the morning and evening routine. So even my clients know that I do do take calls past nine, but that's only after my daughter has gone to bed. Yeah. Having those scheduled monthly dates, weekend activities, do them and follow them. In fact, I can be quite rigid when it comes to that, yeah, because family is everything. Check in, check in with your people, your family, your sisters, your brothers, your close peeps. Oh, it's it's amazing. Create time for family. Number four, I always thought that being multi-passionate or multi-skilled is not nice because growing up, uh, talent was very glorified. So when you couldn't identify what your talent really was, you felt a bit lost. But I've come to know that being multi-passionate and multi-skilled is actually really, really good. It's a positive thing. In fact, it's a blessing, yeah? So don't feel inadequate. <clears throat> don't feel inadequate because 
you having those many skills, if you are able to capitalize on them, you can be really, really good at whatever it is that you want to pursue. Yeah. So it just requires planning and focus and making time to actually hone on the skills that you want to move forward. But don't let anyone bring you down. But most importantly, don't bring yourself down. Those multiple skills will come in handy at some point. Yeah. In fact, even like in my career, what has taken me way faster than what maybe my peers would look at is the fact that I'm actually multi-skilled. So I'm able to easily move from finance to admin to operations. And, you know, it's a good thing. It's not, it's not a, a bad thing. Number five, wealth. All of us want to be wealthy. I think a lot of us dream to be wealthy, but with time, I've come to learn that being wealthy is not about having a lot of money. Wealth, true wealth, is actually the condition of your well-being. How are you emotionally, physically? How is your family life? How is your spiritual life? How is your well-being? Doing well financially is also part of it, yeah? But if you do very well financially, but these other aspects are not taken care of, there's a problem. You will begin to feel unfulfilled with time because while the outside looks all glamorous and nice, the inside is not growing or the inside is really not feeling okay. And that's what really matters, the inside. How you feel when you're alone in that bed by yourself or when you have your quiet time, regardless of all that you own, how you feel is very important and who you are deep down, yeah? So that understanding has made me have some non-negotiable habits when it comes to my routine and my day-to-day lives that I no longer solely focus on the outcome of things. Rather, I focus on making them part of my identity. For instance, working out and living a healthy and active lifestyle Initially, I would do it to look good, okay? But now I do it because I know that it makes me feel good. It's good for my body. It's healthy to do that, you know? It actually becomes very easy to incorporate those good habits in your life when you have this deep understanding that it's not for the short-term gains, it's for the future. It's for the good of your life and of your future, right? So you find that when you know that and you fall off a day or two, it's very much easier to get back because there's that deeper understanding of not just focusing on the outcome, but really, really making these good habits part of your identity. Number six thing I know for sure is that failing, making mistakes, Hurting people, these are things that will happen. You will do them either consciously or unconsciously. You will go wrong in one or one way or another in this life, yeah, in your career, at work, at home, in your friendships. But what really matters is how you act after that wrongdoing, yeah. As long as you aren't exactly going out of your way to be mean to others, as long as you are being kind and you apologize when you go wrong and you reflect on your wrongdoing and really work towards changing, as long as you communicate effectively, as this is what majority of the time causes us to have friction as human beings, yeah? It's just usually a matter of communication. So do those things that will help you be better, but also give yourself grace to R because human is to R and um, don't dehumanize yourself, yeah? So it's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. It's only fair for you to give yourself some grace, yeah? 
Number seven, be yourself. The world will adjust. There is really no need to be who you really aren't. And I know the world can be so, the pressure is a lot, especially on social media, man. The pressure is a lot. And you always find that people tend to look like they like the same thing, the same clothes, the same music, the same joints. Man, be yourself. Be yourself. Be who you are. Be unique, in fact, yeah? I've always known I'm an old soul when it comes to music, for instance. I like country music and Kikuyu gospel music and hymns. Yeah, I do like hymns, yeah? And imagine, I would not say this loudly a couple of years ago, but now I'm like, yeah, this is what I truly enjoy. And I do enjoy being in the company of elderly people. I love to hang out with old people. I'd also rather hang out with my daughter than go to the club or go out to, you know, I don't know, just those fleeting moments for me, they really don't make me happy. And if you come into my life, and I don't mean romantic relationships only, but if you come into my life and you don't take me as I am, understand me or have similar commonalities, then be ready to celebrate the diversity in our lives. Yeah, Don't expect me to change where I am so that I can fit into your corner. Who I am is who I am in the core. And I don't mean that I wouldn't change habits that maybe are not good or things that need to be removed from my life. I can, but who I am in the core, that's not changing. That's not changing. And therefore, I love people who, when they come into your circle, they take you as I am and they don't require for you to adjust for for you to fit in. And if you're in a relationship or a friendship that makes you feel like you're not good enough, then maybe it's time to evaluate that. The other thing that I want to share is that that thing that is uniquely you, in fact, it's almost kind of related to what I just spoke about as number seven, yeah? But that thing that makes you kind of look weird or that rather weird weird trait that you possess, that is actually what you should be sharing with the world because therein lies a gift and most likely it's the door to your purpose. So don't hold that back, yeah? Show up as yourself. In fact, release that thing that you think, why do I do things differently in this area than other people? That could be your tool to live in your purpose. So don't hold back. Number nine, this one, I'm going to just put it plainly and short. Not everyone will like the grown version of you, but grow anyway. You will find people who are taking advantage of your ungrown version, getting really uncomfortable and pissed off when you start growing and start changing and start setting boundaries and start knowing yourself because they were comfortable and they were taking advantage of that old you. So sis, grow, grow anyway. Number 10, nobody is coming. Nobody is coming to help you grow. You are responsible for your growth, for your success, for your habits, leave circumstances, other people, time, all these excuses we have, leave them out of it. And I said it in the episode when we were talking, I think the last two episodes, yeah? Where you are currently in life is largely a result of your habits and and hard work and actions for the past couple of years. That is why it's important to face the radical truths once in a while and tell yourself, hmm, the reason I am here today is because of the decisions I made a year or so back, yeah? So if I want to turn my life around, I have to decide and act in a different direction. 
So in fact, as I told you, one of my, my word, my key word for this year is action. So on my vision board, I have it in very bold letters. Nobody is coming because honestly, nobody is coming. It has to be me who's active, who's working on my goals, who's being disciplined, who knows what's good for me. And I have to do it myself. And I also keep saying nobody owes you anything. So you've got to work on yourself, girl. Number 11 is that making money is all good, yeah? Growing that money to work for you is the goal, though. Invest in the knowledge of how to grow your money and take action and start early. If you're in your 20s or, you know, just getting off your 18, 19, 20, you've started earning money. I know a lot of us, a lot of you guys are earning money from social media and from these kinds of gigs. Start learning how to grow that money. Let that money be invested in a way that it will work. It will grow and work for you in the future. And I really, really like admire clients who sign in for coaching, for instance, in their early 20s. Can you imagine? I have quite a good number of clients who are very young in their 20s. Yeah. And I keep telling them, like, you don't know what you have done for yourself. You have like elevated yourself several steps ahead because can you imagine? Can you imagine the impact that those people are going to live in this world because they have started at an early age to learn who they are to really draw out a purpose for them i mean a map for themselves so yeah start early earn money fine but learn how to grow that money uh, number 12 define success in your own terms have your own definition of what success is and whenever you feel like you're losing track or comparing with others remind yourself what really your own definition is is of success yeah and tied to that you are the only one who can birth your dreams and that's why you find that sometimes you will propose or you will tell your close family members about what you want to do in terms of maybe career or something like that and they will not feel you in fact they will discourage you because they cannot see the vision that was placed inside of you so don't Expect others to execute your dreams. Once you're convicted of it, go for it. And then the rest will flow and they will, they, their support will come. It will find you along the way. Number 13, very simply ask for help. It's okay. Ask for help at work, in the household, from coaches, within your family, at events. You can't be a one-man show. Don't be a Mark Mende. It's okay to ask for help. Number 14, quiet time is important. In fact, it's very, very valuable. It is when you're quiet that you get to learn about yourself. It's when you hear from God. It's when you learn to listen to your body. It's when you're able to center your energy. So one of the things that I really treasure now is having some few minutes of intentioned quiet time at the end of the day to just Oof, center my energy and really really be in that space yeah number 15 is that you cannot serve or be of help to anyone and everyone you are meant to inspire build grow specific people your your focus then should be on that and don't spend time trying to impact everyone in the world yeah, and this mostly applies like in coaching. You know, when you're starting, you feel like you have been called to serve and you want to target everybody. But really, some people will not resonate with your message or what you're trying to preach. And that's okay. 
focus on who it is that you're called to serve and give your best there. And the results are going to be impactful because, you know, they're going to impact the next and next and next generation or the people, the surrounding people to the people that you are directly coaching. So, yeah, just realize that you cannot be the solution for everyone, yeah? Number 16 is how you talk to yourself matters. The power of what follows I am. I talked about it again in a recent episode when I was referencing to what Oprah and Joel Austin were talking about. And it's dark. Validate yourself because number one, no one is coming to do it for you. But also how you show up is greatly influenced by how you talk to yourself. So make sure that what follows I am is not always negative. Affirm yourself. I am brilliant. I am blessed. I am, you know, make it positive. Number 17, self-regulation is something that we as toddlers need to learn. We expect our children, our toddlers to self-regulate when they throw a tantrum. But are we self-regulating adults? How is it that you handle your emotions? And I'm not saying that you bury them, but... Focus on how you respond, yeah, and evaluate whether that is how somebody who is the best version would do it. Number 18 is have a team of achievers around you. And as I said, my lessons are going to cut across career-wise, life, parenting, you know, just in general. And this one, I think specifically, maybe happen in the workplace, either as a business owner or even as an employee, As a leader, you need to hire the right team. Hire people who are smarter than you if you can, yeah? And when you have them in your team, empower them. Give them space to grow. And then don't set up a strong team like that and then keep disregarding their views or frustrating them in their advice. No. Have a team that when they tell you that this is what we think we should do for our business to grow, believe them because you know that they they really are good at what they do. So yeah, have surround yourself with a team of achievers. The other thing is not everybody means well. In fact, I was so naive a couple of years back, especially in corporate. I will one day tell you how I learned this the hard way in 2018. But even in your friendship circles, Not everybody means well, and you've got to be alert to that fact and be discerning of the people who really don't mean well for you. Number 20, don't shy away from your achievements, especially in the marketplace. Have a way of documenting and articulating your achievements. As I keep saying, it's not bragging if it's true. So have your elevator speech ready because opportunity always meets a prepared mind. You can bump into someone who has the ability to completely change your life or open doors for you, but you may miss it if you cannot really express what is it that you're good at or what is it that you can do, yeah? Matters parenting on the next one is that we cannot copy-paste how we were raised or go the complete extreme opposite of how we were raised if we were really not happy with uh, what happened in our childhood. I keep saying our parents most likely did the best they did, they could yeah, with whatever they knew. But for us, I think we have such great opportunities to really deal with a lot. We have available resources. Therapy is sort of normalized, you know. Please let us not pass on traumas, whether consciously or, or consciously. 
or unconsciously I mean to our kids, whereas there are opportunities for us to be able to deal with that trauma and to intentionally raise our, our kids to be the best that they can be. Work on yourself, work on you, yourself. And even though you don't feel like you do have some trauma from your past, Look at the way maybe you react to things. Look at your habits. They must have stemmed from somewhere. And I'm sure everybody does possess some toxic traits. So look for help, you know. Have a therapist just talk to you and see maybe what some areas that you what are some of the areas that you need to work on, yeah. And you will find that you'll definitely find one or two that you are passing subconsciously to your child. Number 22, practice confidence. In fact, the face the phrase fake it till you make it for me mainly applies when it comes to confidence. Sometimes you're in a, in a situation where you really have to up your game and show up. And that's not how you're feeling inside, yeah? For me, a lot of this feeling comes in when I need to speak or to moderate. And sometimes you have to take leadership in a particular project that you really feel like you weren't really qualified for, yeah? My friend, I have learned that if it means faking that confidence, fake it. Get up there on that podium and do what it, you need to do. Your voice might shake for the first five minutes, but you will stable up in five or so minutes, you know? So get up every morning and tell yourself that you really eat, yeah? <laughs> you really eat and really just practice confidence. Number 23, we cannot control life. In fact, what we have is an illusion of control. And I once heard this. In fact, I think it's either Jay Shetty or Vision who was interviewing a spiritual teacher and they were saying how we don't have control. Control is an illusion. You don't know what will happen tomorrow, what we do know or what we can do actually is control how we respond to what life brings yeah and that is why having the right tools having the habits the structures and systems in place is very important because you're able to be at a better place to respond to whatever life brings whether good times or bad times so invest your time in getting those skills and tools and systems within your life number 24 forgive 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 in fact one of my most listened to episodes is one that i think it was episode four when i talked about forgiveness and forgiveness frees you it really does forgiveness it's mainly for you it's not for that person who has wronged you wronged you or those people who have wronged you what forgiveness does is that it lifts that heaviness away from your heart such that it allows you to actually show up as your best self yeah, it allows you to not let that heaviness withhold you from accessing your blessings, from really living the best that you can. And I know sometimes things might be really, really heavy and it might feel like, how am I forgiving this? But trust you me, when you let that bitterness and that pain go in your heart, wow, it's it's magical. And I'm not saying that you don't pick the lessons. Pick the lessons from whatever situation it is. Maybe I can plug you to one of my meditation, my guided meditations that I do when I feel hurt and I am feeling, when I feel like I'm struggling to forgive. There's a six-phase meditation that uh, is done by Vishen Lakiani. You just go to YouTube and just look for it. It's the six-phase meditation by Vishen Lakiani. He's the founder of Mind Valley University. And he came up with this meditation that allows you to really go deep down 
in different stages and he has one of the faces focusing on made on forgiveness go and look for it if you're struggling to forgive he allows you to really go deep and connect with the reason why you're holding on to the grudge and then guides you into releasing that grudge and you feel much lighter after that so learn how to forgive if you're struggling with that Number 25 is on spirituality. I have come to learn and accept and acknowledge that that is my guiding compass. It's very important for me to be very connected to my inner self, but also recognizing and acknowledging the presence of the higher power inside of me. I've always been a Christian, you know, born and raised that way by my parents, bless them. But I think I have come to really appreciate in a deep way that knowing God, like really, really knowing God and having a relationship with him, being connected to him, for me, that's what really grounds me. The other life pillars come after. Physically, I don't know, well-being, career-wise, they come after this, yeah? It's been one of my focus areas the last two years. And while I still feel like I'm a toddler in this journey, I'm intentional about growing and learning quite a bit. So I have been doing things like setting out mandatory time to read the word of God, to meditate on it, learning how to sit still and interpret the word of God and listening to the still voice, you know. And surrounding myself with the people who are really, really spiritually connected so I can learn as well. You know, joining Bible study, it's it's just been an amazing, amazing journey. And yeah, spirituality for me is is big. I don't know that it's it comes with age, but yeah, I feel like it's more profound now for me than it was in the in the past. Number 26 is that there are no quick fixes in life. And if you manage to get a quick fix along the way, you'll realize why it was a quick fix, by the way. And you're going to wish that you went the long and tested way. Yeah. And a lot of us really don't trust the process of being successful. You know, people just want quick fixes. But if you build a strong foundation and put in the work, then you'll be able to see the results eventually. It might take longer than usual, but when you get there, that success will not consume you. Rather, you will actually have the opportunity to sustain that growth. Number 27 it's on how we interact with people and people remember how you made them feel when you interacted with them. So this one especially is when you're giving feedback and especially constructive feedback. So you can you can do it in a way that, my goodness, it will leave the other party feeling dead inside. But there's a way you can give feedback gently and it will land and hit home much, much better than if you are just rude and mean and too crass. Yeah. So you can have difficult conversations without really destroying the person you are communicating to. And I do appreciate when that is done for me as well. And I'm super grateful that at work, I actually have a boss who <laughs> is a, well, she's, he is so good at uh, giving constructive feedback but still making you feel valued. And I really, really am learning to do that as well. And I feel like this is also one of those things, like even in parenting, I feel like it's one of those breeding grounds for future trauma in kids, how you correct your child. I think it really, really matters. Correct their wrongdoing 
correct them, correct what they have done, but not labeling them. You know, the way we label our kids, you're a bad child, you're a naughty child, you're a, you know, you're a child who never listens. That labeling, mm -mm, that labeling sticks and could breed a lot of negative feelings and emotions in that child. So let's learn how to correct it. Number 28, I think. And what I know for sure is that people will let you down. You will let yourself down. Your children will let you down. Your lover will let you down. Your friends will do that as well. It's part of life. So don't hold super high expectations of other people than even what you yourself cannot meet. Yeah. And let's learn to extend grace to both ourselves and to others. I was just thinking, in fact, I'm just from a conversation with one of my suppliers who, if I had the strength, <laughs> I have really, really, really been tested for the last two months with some print by some printing suppliers. And my goodness, I tell you, when I tell you I'm converted, believe me, it has been a long time coming. The old me held very high expectations of others, such that if we did agree that you were going to deliver something on this date, it better be that date, by the way. And there was no room for excuses. Let us just say, life has humbled me. <laughs> I have learned to be zen and to allow things to happen and to, to believe that sometimes you're not in control of the happenings and to trust the timing as well. So, yeah. That's one thing that I have really, really, really learned. And this one is very recent. People will let you down, but don't let other people letting you down lose focus of your dream or your goals. Once you feel the feelings that come with being let down, forge forward, look for a way to move forward. Number 29 is that are you, as you evolve and grow to higher height, you're going to have to separate from habits that really don't support your growth. And sometimes, a lot of the times, in fact, growth comes with separation and separation is painful, especially when it comes to relationships and to friendships. But sometimes it's very necessary that you separate. And when you're able to push through that discomfort, you will see the results of the other, at the other end. Yeah, you will definitely see the results. So when growth pushes you to separate, don't fight it, just separate and trust the process. Number 30 is that you need to be intentional with creating your network, but also maintaining it. It's very cliche to say your network is your network. We say it all the time, but it really is. And I think a lot of us have figured that out. What we need to figure out and what's important for me at this age is learning how to not only create the right networks, but having a system of actually maintaining these networks. Because life is very, very busy. We are juggling so much. We only have so many hours in a day. So how do you put a system of ensuring that you're maintaining and sustaining these networks? And I'm also very intentional about the future networks that my daughter is making, you know, by ensuring that the kind of school that I enroll her to, the activities that she is doing are really activities that allow her to interact with people who are from different areas in, in life that will be able to position her to different networks in the future as well. So, yeah, networking is important, but not just making the networks, but also maintaining them. Number 31, I'm unlearning people-pleasing. The old me, oh my goodness, the old me will give myself until I'm totally drained. I'm learning that to preserve my energy 
will mean making other people uncomfortable and that's okay. Okay, I'm learning that I don't have to sacrifice my time, money or energy at the expense of myself. And I'm learning that it's okay to say no without explanation. It's okay. This is actually something I learned from my daughter. And, fa- and at first it used to really frustrate me or sometimes amuse me because for her, she'll say no and move on, satisfied that that response is actually sufficient. And I have learned that actually it is. Yeah, and it is very, very liberating to just say no without explaining, you know. So, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough, uh, especially because, you know, when you're raised knowing that or being told that you have to always be the best, you always have to make sure the elders are happy, you always, you know, it's almost like we were, our lives were designed to always please. But then getting out of that, especially in your adulthood, is not is not easy. But I am learning and I'm learning to pick up the good habits when it comes to that. Number 32, whether you pay attention or not to your emotions, they do affect how you react to things. And so what I have learned is that you have to be intentional about assessing your emotions Asking yourself, why is it that I was triggered by that conversation? Or why is it that I reacted the way I did that statement? Or why is it that I feel this deep knotted feeling in my stomach today? So interrogating those emotions and not ignoring them, no, but interrogating them, feeling them, sitting in those emotions and really learning to work your way around your responses to the emotions is a very, very important tool to have. Number 33 is a simple one, is on making your space, your home, your office work for you. Yeah, decorate it the best way you know how. Feel comfortable with your compound, your house, make it neat and beautiful because it really plays a big role to your state of mind and how much you will achieve. So yeah, that's just something I picked up, especially during COVID when we were all cooked up in our homes. Oh, it's important to have a safe heaven in your own space. Number 34 is that fear is mostly imagined. I know it sounds like it should be common knowledge, but whenever we are in that moment of fear, we don't see that our fear is mostly unreal. It's perceived. A lot of times we fear asking for something or approaching somebody based on assumptions. And that's why it's very powerful to be able to move or push through that fear because once you get to the other side of it, you realize "Hmm, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't bad at all, you know. So learning that for me has sort of made me really overcome fear. And when I do feel fear because I do feel it sometimes, you know, we are human. At least I, I make sure to push through it. I don't let it hold me back. Being courageous, I have come to learn, it does pay off. It pays off. So if it won't make, it won't kill you, if it won't kill you, make that call, girl. Make that call. Do that presentation. Volunteer to be in this committee or that one. Make that application. Present that pitch. Have that difficult conversation. Invest after you have done your due diligence. Feel the fear, but do it anyway. Number 35 Passing it forward is powerful. And I mean passing forward what you know, your resources, sharing. Sharing does not take away from you. When you share what you know, in fact, I feel like it only solidifies that inside of you and 
you even get it deeper and deeper. Yeah. So even at the workplace, sometimes I see people who don't want to share what they know with their, you know, their juniors. And I just feel sorry because in fact, it won't take anything away from you if you do share. It just makes you better. It makes you a better human being. You're able to mentor others. Even in life, you know, if you know something that can help other people, share it. Share it. It really, really, really pays to, to pass it forward. And finally, number 36, I have come to learn and know this for sure. Perspective is a beautiful thing. That thing that you think is catastrophic right now won't matter five years from now. Everything that's happening in our lives might seem so big or important right now. It might look like it's a do or die situation. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, it really isn't the end of the world. That job you didn't get, it was good for you not to get it, imagine. It wasn't part of your life path anyway. Whatever it is that you're going through that you feel like, wow, the world is crashing on me. Unless that situation is life-threatening, man, let it go. Don't dwell on it too much. Pick the lessons and forge forward. And I think a bonus one, I can I can put a bonus one on flexibility. It's very important to be flexible in life when it comes to your goals, to your dreams, to how you dress, to how you think, how you interact with people. And you can also reinvent yourself at any point of your life, whether you're in your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, 60s, your 20s. You can make the decision today to change your career, to to grow your business differently, to start your healthy lifestyle journey, to redefine your goals. You can do it. So there is no there is no timetable of when you should have done this. No, those are just social contract constructs that have been put in us. Yeah. So go and be the best version that you can be. Do whatever it is that you want to do that will lead you in the right path. So yeah, those are my 36 things that I was reflecting and and actually just putting down the notes on my notes section of my phone over the past week or so. Just thinking about what is it that I have learned about parenting or career or growth or personal development. And I thought that on this very day when you get to listen to this podcast, it's my 36th birthday. So let me share and hopefully one or two or three will resonate with you and you'll be able to also apply it or share with somebody who you think will resonate with it. And let's keep growing. Thank you so much for tuning in, for being here, for learning and growing and being in that position of wanting to to learn and be the best version of yourself. Yeah, till the next episode, allow me to go and just take it all in, take in the blessings, the gratitude, the new year, and I'll be back on the next episode. Have a good one. Thank you so much for joining in and listening to this week's episode. I really do hope that you have enjoyed the episode. I hope you have learned, relearned, or unlearned something. If you have, please remember to leave a comment on any podcasting platform. Remember to share this with your loved ones. Remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts because this really puts us on the forefront of a lot more people and we'll end up growing the community even more. Remember, our goal is to live, to learn, to grow, and to evolve. So take a small step every day towards being the best version of yourselves. Until the next time, remember to keep in touch and see what we are up to on our social media platforms, all linked in the episode show notes of this episode and keep safe until we see you next week.